Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome everyone to House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky. Uh, yeah, you know who I am. We got Eddie over well, this way over here. And uh, you all know who Eddie is. You already lost. You're t- pointing the other way when I'm over here. I know. It's everything on this video is backwards. I got to do like, you know, the crisscross hands to figure out which which way. So what's up, Eddie? How's it going? Right, Joe, I got something that's up your alley. Up my the alley. United States Jesus. government signed the new stimulus package. One of the inserts is they have 90 days and where they're going to reveal all UFO Related activities the government might have hiding. I believe it when I see it. <laughs> Did you hear that, though? Yeah, yeah, I believe it when I see it. That's all you have to say about it? I thought you'd be excited. Yeah, over the years, they've said so much that it, this is going to be released, this and that, and this president's going to release something. In, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, so, you know. I'll be optimistically skeptic. Well, maybe the new president or whatever will probably either get abducted by aliens or he'll be one of them. Right. You never know. He might already be. Around, he's a clone. What's that? The rumors going around he's a clone. Yeah, there, there's always rumors, clones or aliens. And the way that everything's looking, you know, it, it's almost like we're being run by aliens. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, anyway, I want to introduce to you something that's interesting. First, I wanted to talk about the UFO thing. Because last week when we put our uh, the podcast that came out yesterday, the treasure one, it's become a hit. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of funny, though, because it appears in Anchor and Spotify, but the amount of hits are coming in through YouTube. So I'm trying to see where, you know, we can link both of them so that when the hits come out of one, it goes to the other. Because otherwise our audience is growing in the podcast, but it's now growing through YouTube and not growing through the actual Anchor because all the customers are going there. I tell you what, though, that was that was an amazing interview with with uh, David Vapnitz, Vapnitsky. I, I think it was. Sorry, Dave, if I pronounce. About Vampinsky. Can we call him Vapinsky? Is that better? Something like that. Yeah, but that was man. Just talking about all the gold and treasure from the uh, Atocha. That was amazing. And and I hear that you know a little birdie told me today that there might be a part two to that. Maybe somewhere. Yep, next week, brother. Next week next we week? have a part two. Nice. And well, uh, will the king of the sea monkeys, Todd, bless us with his royal presence as well? Uh, yes, Todd has his x-ray glasses. Actually, he bought a pair of hypnospecs. Or should I say he lost them? He they... went for it, but uh, I'm like, Todd, why do you want to buy another pair of $100 hypnospecs? And you know what he said to me? He said, to be like you. <laughs> and I said, really? You have to, you know, funny guy. Anyway. Has to have 10 of everything. <laughs> I got some stuff here I wanted to show you, Joe. Joe, when I was growing up, um, this is really fun. You, you'll like this. When I was growing up, the two most popular items that were out there, not popular, but back when we were talking about which was the best Christmas we ever had. Well, one of my best Christmas ever, I told you, was the time that I got my Haunted Mansion game. When I got, well, anyway. I got the Haunted Mansion game, and I also got a game called Pirates of the Caribbean at the time. The The excitement of this two things was that I fell in love 
with this model kits that I believe they were put out by Monogram, Ravel Monogram, I think it was. And uh, what they did is they had what they call SAP action. The model kits would actually move once you built them. Uh, my favorite was one called uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. I think it was. There was. Um, I remember seeing that. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, like a, a quicksand and the skeleton is picking up the guy from quicksand. Mm -hmm. When you press the button on it, it would stand up and the hand would come with him and the poor guy got sucked in the quicksand. So that's <laughs> uh, that was very interesting. But anyway. I think someone redid those models a few years back. Joe, Joe, let me finish it. You're coming ahead of the game here. You're not letting me into Okay, it. okay. Got you, got you. What now do you, you got? Come me, on. Man. Okay, Let's anyway. see it, man. Let's see it. Here's what it is. It's been released by two different people. It's been released by Polar Lights, and I think the other one is Lindbergh. Okay? Now, Lindbergh is a very old company. Polar Lights is more like a newer one. They changed the name, of course, though. They called this the Jolly Roger Spoils. This would be, honestly... Um, I forgot what the name of this one was, but if you have like an old comic book that has all the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. and the Haunted Mansion uh, kits, you'll see the name of this one here in particular. Here's a better better shot of what it looks like. Except you get the reflection. Let me see if I can stop. See it? There you go. You know what? I, oh. I, I want to say that somebody bought me one of those a few years back. I can't remember which one it was. I'd have Your to wife. No, it might have been my father, but I think he found one at like an Ollie's or something on sale for a few bucks. I know it was a pirate one, but I can't remember which one. Was there one with like a big treasure chest? Yes. And I think what happens is that the pirate hits the treasure chest. When you hit the sap action, it's like a shovel, hits the top of the chest, and supposedly a chain breaks off. A skeleton yes. pops up. I don't okay. remember. I mean, I have it. Uh, in fact, I had all of them, and I lost in my fire. I lost about, I don't know, about four of them. Uh, like three from the house, uh, the Haunted Mansion, okay, and, and, and two from the Pirates. Now, my favorite of all was the one I told you, Dead Man Tell No Tales, I think it was. And and this one here actually was called... Got my skull uh, mud. <laughs> this one was called something Pirate at the Helms. Because you see, you have the Pirate here with the... Um, well, actually, it's not at the Helms. He's, he's with uh, a sunken treasure there somehow, see? Now, who, that, now uh, who put out that one? Is that this is Lindbergh? Lindbergh put okay. this one out. See Lindbergh, see it up there. Okay. Now the thing with this model kit, though, is like I said, they were to me very exciting as a kid. I had to go all the way to Chinatown, New York, to get them. They weren't sold anywhere. Like yeah, you know, Toys R Us was uh, ten miles away from me at the time. So in Chinatown, they sold them, and they were like three ninety five or four ninety five each. And um, you know, my parents took me there every time I went. I would get one. I was so excited. Because they were advertised in comics. I saw them and I wanted them. Now, the Haunted Mansion one that's made out by Polar Lights, they call it the, of course, for copyright reasons, their line of products is called the Haunted Manor. And, and this is one that's very similar to the, the pirate one, I think. You see where the guy Ooh, hits really the axe. Cool. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. Yeah, this one is called, uh, it says Escape from the Dungeon. Um, I forgot the name for the Haunted House one. I mean, the Haunted Mansion, Walt Disney one. And that's but what it's, it's, it's the same thing. Polar Lights. Yeah, this is Polar Lights. You see how that's the old, this is the old emblem, like uh, Glow in the Darks that you have in yeah. Dracula you have. That's exactly the same star. It looks identically the same. Yeah, it looks like the same font yeah, and all that. Yeah, everything. So they, they just copy that right out there. Now, that's really cool. This coffin, believe it or not, when you go into the Haunted Mansion, I'm sure you've been to Walt Disney. 
It yeah. looks very much to the one that the hand is kind of opening and closing. Mm -hmm. But anyway, originally these kits were introduced in the early 70s. Um, as what I, you know, we were talking about the haunted mansion and stuff. Now, you got to get some get some paint and glue and put those together. <laughs> I actually sent away. I think I got most all the kits already again. I mean, I don't know why. But look at this one. Ready for this? Da -da -da! Ta -ta -da! Is that a bar of gold? Ta -ta -da! It's almost a bar of gold. Oh, the Forgotten Prisoner. The Forgotten Prisoner. And this light up here just keeps reflecting. In fact, um, I think I have a way to just stop this light. There you go. Let me see. I don't know if oh, I've no, seen no. one in the um, in the large box like that. Um, well, the Forgotten Prisoner, actually the light is uh, the reflection of the the iPad here. So, yeah, I, I think that you could see it better. See? Yeah. What, now, this, what year did that one out? Because who put that one out? Atlantic? No, no, no. This, this is new. This is just came out right now this month. Oh, okay. Uh, they're going for like $40 on Amazon. You can get them on eBay uh, for about $25, $30, depending who's selling it. Now, the wholesaler, I got in contact with the wholesaler to buy a couple. So, I, I actually bought two of them. I was going <laughs> to order a couple more because I love this kit. I thought you'd order like ten of them, man. You're you're kind of disappointing us. Well, I, I, I the truth <laughs> is, I'm probably gonna get one or two more. They they come out to twenty wholesale, so anything over oh, the wholesale bad. price, you know, um, I think you get ten percent if you go a little more. But anyway, this this when I was growing up, this square box were the ones that were out in the store. Mm -hmm. The long thin box were a couple of years before me, like probably 1963, 64. I was born in 64, so, you know, I couldn't go to the store and buy one of those. There were some leftovers in the in the store, and the price was $1.50. But what really threw me off is, let's let's pretend this is your Dracula, which I thought you were going to send me for Christmas, but apparently you didn't. Yeah, it's on its way. Okay, I, let's say this was Dracula, okay? What you would do with this thing is, I saw the, the box, I looked at what I heard, so I'm like, what's in here? It didn't tell me what it was. When you're five, six years old, you don't know what a kid is. So I just saw Dracula that looked like the one from Abbott and Costello, and I wanted it. I was dying to get the box. It looked very, the box is what sold me what the heck a kit was and model building. I had no idea at the time. So I purchased it for $1.50. And then when I got home, I put it together, and I was like, that's what it is. <laughs> but anyway, I was excited. But that's the box you have is my perfect, I would say, best toy I ever had as a kid that I purchased. The best toy I ever had is the seven-foot goes back here. Yeah. See it behind me? That's the best toy that I got that I ordered in the mail. But in the store, this would, I would say, not, not the Forgotten Prisoner, that, but later no, I on, I, I saw the Forgotten Prisoner in um, Famous Monsters. And let's be honest, man. Look at this artwork. Look at this. Thing. This, this guy is, is lost Dude. in a cave. They totally forgot him. And not only is, is, is does he have the let me see, yeah, so you don't get the reflection. Not only does he have the mouth open, but he's looking upward like he just lost all his life, just got sucked out. Yeah, that's it. Now so, I, I noticed I noticed on these boxes they have artwork on the back of them, correct? Yeah, they have artwork in the back. But you see, this kills me because. When I built my, I have one that's built, but they put they put the the head like this. You see mm -hmm. how sometimes they, they just make it go to the side. Wait, yeah. Well, there it is. See, I I don't like it that way. I like uh, and in fact, I gotta be honest. 
I got to bring out mine because I got to show it to you. That is such an awesome, phenomenal job. I I don't know how I feel about having the artwork on the back. I I kind of like it. It looks really neat and kind of ties the box together, but I still like the the vintage look of when there was nothing on the back of the box. Well, there's there's a problem. The reason this is done is for a reason. And just like they put Atlantis here, because if you take this and somebody with photographic skills sticks in here, Aurora, they'll see a guy like Joe and go, hey, Joe, this is an original Aurora seal. Give it to you for 500. It's a bargain. And Joe goes, oh, man, let me, let me be, hey, Ed, can I borrow 500? And then you buy it. So I think they do that on purpose, though, so that people know. I honestly, I, I know where you're coming from. I know exactly where you're coming from. But I don't mind this. No, it, it doesn't look bad at all. It doesn't. They, it they use the same really font. Nice. You see, the same font. If you notice, the two companies, they must have taken an Aurora box and they just copied the font. You're not talking about oh, yeah. plagiarism, you see? Yeah, exact exactly. font and everything. But you know what? I grew up with that. I dig that. Now, those kits that were made, of course, i got to find a place where to put it now. The other thing that was sold back in the 70s, now this is not a 70s thing, but I wanted to show you when they put real pellet, we had a special on the pellet guns, real pellet firing pistol. They actually sold you something like this. Now, when you look at this pistol as a whole, you know, you got to admit, man, it looks phenomenal. It looks great. There's only a problem. It's plastic, you know, but the feel of it and everything actually feels like the real thing. Yeah, that is pretty nice. You know, that, that so that's what the Honor House used to sell. You know, used to sell pistols like this. I think I showed my originals, uh, or I, saw, I showed one of them in a past show. I'm not too sure. But then the other that was famous is the Parchment Paper Treasure Map. Well, you know what? I was able to get into the Library of Congress, and I got my own version of the declaration, you see, in Parchment. You did I know you were saying map. that my that you were trying to find a treasure in my map and you didn't get nothing out of it. Well, you had your own. What was that? What was that movie where? Um, National Treasure. National Treasure. You had your own National Treasure. Treasure. I loved, it. I loved it. That's <laughs> one of my favorite. In fact, I, I love that movie because of that. I've seen it. Ever. Now here's a book I think you will like. Joe, Joe I, I saw this book and you know I I paid. I think it was like gosh thirty six dollars for it. When I saw it, I'm like. Man, is that book something I really want? But look, look, Joe, look at it. Look at this book, bro. I, you know what? I got that book for my birthday in September, and it is phenomenal. What's it called? The for everyone who can't see the uh, the art of pulp horror in illustrated history. It is Ooh. absolutely phenomenal, and the cover is a skeleton coming behind a a woman shrieking in fear, and it's it looks just like it's from a pulp cover. Okay, I got a. A trivia question for you because I know you're the famous. I mean, he. I, I do believe you're the guy that owns this thing called a blog, Crypt of Classics. Sometimes from the deranged mind with a new poster that came in there, deranged mind of some guy named Joe. Well, guess what? What movie do you think this cover art, or in other words, what movie influenced this cover art? Well, that cover would have—that's from an original pulp, is it not? Right, but I'm not saying the cover. I'm saying the original artwork. What do you think? What movie influenced the the artist to paint this type of picture? Look, say maybe picture. House on Haunted Hill. Uh, 
this is is before House on Haunted Hill. House on Haunted Hill is 1950-something. This is probably 1940s. There's an earlier film. I'm going to show you. Just pretend. In fact, oh, my gosh, Joe. Oh, there's a woman opening the door, and a hand is coming behind her like this. Hmm. That's a cat in the canary. No. There is. Was this 20 questions now? <laughs> the movie uh, Boris Karloff starts in it. Old Dark House? The Old Dark House. Okay. Now, let me tell you the truth, Joe. Let's be honest. I never really heard of the film. I mean, I heard it many years ago, but I, I never bothered, you know. I think there's a there's a picture in here. I was going to look for it to, to show I don't remember basically much about it, okay? I mean, then I'm on Etsy one time, and this lady says to me, hey, can you blow for me? Can you blow up um, a big, giant photograph? And she sent me the photograph of the lady where the door's opening and the hand is there. I blew that thing up by 60 inches by 50. It was huge. Holy crap. When I saw it, I said to the guy, just do me a favor. He says, well... Blow me up a second one. <laughs> I had to. That was. Let me. What an awesome post. Anything large like that literally looks phenomenal. But look at this. Do you remember all those cult? I mean, wait, wait, wait. Uh-huh. Let me see. Wait, wait, wait. Where? Okay, here you go. Uh, this is the same. Okay, you go again. You see all those the ghost breakers, the ghost that, that walks. Artwork is just phenomenal on those old posters. Just yeah, this post is. In fact, let me tell you this book. I, I just can't believe the quality of the book though. It's um. The eyes there, look at that. You know, yeah, that this is from the haunted and the haunted. You know, they did the a haunted and the haunted is a long poster from a 1940s film. You don't know about it either, Joe. Joe, you're yeah. the movie Chris. The guy, haunted right? and the haunted? The haunted and the haunted. No, uh uh-uh. uh. You have your phone there? Look for What's that it? picture. The haunted and the haunted. Yeah. No, no, the haunted. And the haunted. It's now. Let's see. That that's one thing. A, a trivia question. Now, you're blowing my mind here, man. I thought you were gonna like snap up this on this, man. Oh, I can't. I can't find um, nothing. The haunted. And the out haunted. There. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, here, right here. Let's see if this. I could bring it for everyone to I, see. Yes, yes, yes. I, I was gonna apologize on behalf of the. Joe there. Look, look. See right here? Oh, it's the same. Look at that, Joe. Yeah. Joe, it, it, it's the haunted and the hunted. You said the haunted and the haunted. Oh, okay, I made a mistake. See? <laughs> well, he, here's my question to you. Help next me, time, Todd. Next help time me. We ha- listening, Todd, help me. <laughs> no, no. Next time we have um the guy, Dave, with the treasure, you go, Dave, just look into my eyes. And he looks in. <laughs> We'll say, send us the 86-pound bar. Oh, wouldn't that we be nice? We just want that 86-pound. We'll carry it for you. You don't have to worry about holding it. By the way, you know, that, But the, the people that did that book, they also did another one. Um, they have a couple. I think they have yeah, three or four. I was going to order the others. With artwork, and it's really, really good quality. Like you said, really good quality books, and you know the pages are nice and glossy and full-color 
you know, photos are just, it's excellent for the price. It, it, the, the book is phenomenal, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But here is an old Johnson Smith product that, now I'm, I'm showing this random products here because it's leading to something very important that's in the works, just like Joe, a part two of the treasure hunt. And it might be called the curse of the un. Torture. I like gold. (laughs) Okay, here you go. There was a time that there were two companies that sold this. I think this is the twelve foot version of the U of the hot air balloon, and then they sold the uh, six foot version, the nine foot, and Johnson Smith also had a UFO, which I purchased from. The company here, Space Age Distributors, that made it. And I used to sell the UFO. In fact, I ran an ad for the UFO. Ironically, I worked on this ad for like two months, got it perfect down. When I run it in Boys Life magazine, some character around the world somewhere decided to run a similar ad with me. Really? It's like, why do you pick the same month as me, man? You know, like, mind your business. I'm the guy running the UFO ad. You got to (laughs) leave. So anyway, um, I, I wanted to show this because this is fine. This is made of tissue, and it works in the principle that you're supposed to use this huge sheets of tissue and glue them with Elmer's glue. Let me let me be honest with you. Putting one of this together, yeah. That, it, that ain't going nowhere. I, I was trying to put one together one time, and by the time I got halfway, the glue didn't dry up quick enough, and, and the panels are like 10 feet long. I was putting together a UFO. Went, yeah, it sounds more frustrating the garbage, than anything. Man. But anyway, I sold them for 29 bucks, and uh, the Johnson Smith used to sound like $12. And But, I mean, we're talking the 70s, and we're talking the present. The present, this company actually changed hands about four or five times. Amazingly, they're still in business today. Oh, wow. And I got in contact with them uh, about a few months ago. <laughs> it's, they still make the UFO. Now, I could duplicate this. There's no copywriter. The problem with this, though, is that what they do, the way they do it is they have, I guess, they co- cut a big sheetrock. Not a sheetrock, but some type of wooden panel that then they put the the tissue paper in and they just you know cut them in, in the shapes and then they put them together and boom. Or you, or you know what you could do to save money is just get a bunch of tissue paper, stuff in an envelope, and say you have to cut it and you have to glue it together to make your thing. <laughs> wow. And then it would be really like a mail order novelty yeah. because everyone. Yeah, be- you know something talking about that. You know, I got a, I got kind of mad at, at Todd there. He uh. Reveal my source of marsh soil. Your backyard. Side, he told the people that I, you know, I sell front soil from my front yard as from the, you know, Mars. And he just ruined my, my reputation there. Now they know where I get the soil from. Yeah, he, he was happy. He just acquired the, the pendant from Famous Monsters. Oh, you're, the, with the Dracula soil? Yeah, with the Dracula soil. The guy probably goes in the back, puts in the park, and goes, those suckers. Yeah, Dracula from Dracula's oh. castle. You know, I've been looking for one of those for, for years. I want the, you know, the complete one with the certificate. And he posted one on House of the Unusual Form, and I was just drooling over it. Unfortunately, the pro- he got a good price on it. I, I didn't so see you know, when He better leave it to me in his will. Just saying, Todd. I can tell you the truth. It's <laughs> the problem with those things is that the when when you take the little coffin in the front, because I, I, I don't even know what mine's is, to be honest with you. Like I, I to me honestly, Joe, I don't like it. It was creepy. And I didn't really like it at all. And mine, 
the pendant, you know, where the chain, you know, the pendant is on the chain. Yeah. It's like a little link. That link always opens up and poof, the, the thing falls off. And you got to spend an hour trying to put it back on. Now, was there yeah. ever any research done into that to see where that soil actually came from? Uh, no, Joe. <laughs> I, I really don't think anybody is going to do that because could you imagine the cost of that? I mean, you would have well, to Well, no, pay... I, I'm saying was there any anybody from the company or any paperwork that said, yeah, this this is just soil we grabbed from the side well, of the building or – I can do it. Here's like what you do. No, here's what you do. Okay. No, nobody said that. Not that I know. But I didn't know if there do. was anybody that came forth over the years, or if there's anybody that actually looked into it to say, "Hey, you know, was this actually, you know, a was this actual soil from Transylvania that somebody, you know, while they were over there on a trip, brought over, or was this just, a, you know, a marketing gimmick, which it most likely was? But I just wonder well, if there was any concrete evidence to that. Well, in my in my agendas of life, where I traveled and learned, one day I bumped into a guy and he sees what I'm doing. He says, oh, wow, man. He says, you know something? When I was a kid, did you ever hear the pet rock? And I go, yeah. He goes, you know, my father, my father owned a printing company. And he was over, I think he said Germany or whatever. He was Sweden or something like that. And he goes, and this guy would had my father design the box for the pet rock. And I remember he would send me and my cousin over to the brook and I put these rocks into the boxes for him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you want to know what he did, though? He gave me an original pet rock box that's a, not a template, but it's never been folded, you know? Oh, nice. I, I was so impressed with him. In fact, I wanted not come to think of it. I might like to actually have him on our podcast and interview him because he's the original creator not of the pet rock creator of the marketing for the pet rock or his father is. And right now the guy, believe it or not, the guy works, he's like a, a acting CEO of a major, I mean, major company you and me grew up with mm-hmm. that puts makeup for women. I'm not going to say the name cause I, Oh, that's the guy. No, no, no. Let him, if he says it, but it, it's a very famous company that we grew up watching that does makeup. He does their marketing. He's like the chief, executive so it's funny so, though how much money that pet rock made and how stupid it was. it was stupid but you know what it's just the idea behind it. it's just like the guy with the dirt from uh now i thought it was really funny when we started talking about it in the blog or in the forum you know i was in the forum and i'm talking about it and, and todd comes out and says uh you know all oh, the rock and we started doing this and then i, I don't know i said that you were going to be selling i mentioned something about you selling dirt from the, the cemetery. I forgot what it was. And in the process, when Todd sends me uh, Yolanda from Trans Science Corporation, the people that make the sea monkeys, he sends me a welcome package from her and stuff. That, you know, like a Christmas card. Did he send it to you? Did no, you get to see it? Well, I don't think so. She's taking a movie, and lo and behold, they're selling sea monkey sand. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, you know, it was kind of funny because I said it as a joke. But he was laughing because it was, it was crazy the way my joke mm-hmm. was in reality something they were working on, and that's the same story of what I said. Every any time I've thought of, of something that was unique, and I was going to do it, somebody copied me. Just well, like there's the a what was that? I think last year or a couple of years ago, there was a guy in um, I think it was China who made millions off of selling cans of air. 
Have you heard that one? Yes, I heard that one, and I'll tell you why. Let me guess. You you had that idea 20 years ago and never did. Joe, I told you about it when I met you. I was selling camp from someplace. I'm not telling you what because I don't want it in the air because I'm going to bring it out soon. But it was a famous place not too far from us, and I had cans of natural, and the can anyway. I'm still waiting for Todd to promise me to make the artwork for me. And, and you know, the problem with Todd is uh, he's ruling the ocean bottom, and he's got so much in his, in his hey, uh, throat. They never, they never ends for ocean rulers, so. Especially the man with the impeccable character. You know, it's today I call him, and he's, like, crying. He goes, I'm so sad. You know, my company gave me all this extra work. Now I'm in charge of all this marketing, and this is him. <laughs> I've had one of them. <laughs> most miserable days <laughs> and i said man they should sell that in a can yeah so the people that feel miserable Ooh, that's a good one laugh at todd's laugh in a can it'll be yeah <laughs> well i told him you remind me of the man who laughs and he goes what's that now here's a question joe do you know what that is yeah that was the forerunner to the joker thank you he goes there's a movie he looked it up and let oh me that's a great this. movie too silent oh. movie I'm going to show you something. In fact, I think I took a picture. Let me see. Todd found something. And, and this is how you do research when it comes to mail order. Everybody knows that all of us growing up, when we see some mail order items and stuff, a lot of times those items are inspired by something else. Right. Like what inspires us? So I think he cracked a case that not even Yolanda might know from Transcience, a case where her husband got the idea for the x-ray glasses. Now, here's the funny thing. I know he said, I don't know when he told me this. I think we were talking back in 1985 or 1990 that okay. the idea came from the SS Adams x-ray tube, which now Todd is making me give him one of my originals. And he's holding me hostage on something for that. Now, I think when I did the, the blog post on House of the Unusual, I think I added that in there, the actual um, uh, patent paperwork for the um, the X-ray. Yeah, yeah. As no, the forerunner to the X-ray glasses. Yes, you did. But here's, no, no, but the, the thing that the X-ray glasses. Don't be taking I, my glory. <laughs> no, no, what I'm saying is what I think, you know, Todd found it. What I think inspired the guy is a 1900 poster and here's what it looks like. It's it, Now, he was able to purchase it in an auction house. I think he paid half a million dollars for it, he said. Magic so, spectacles. Right. Oh, you yeah. Believe, it's kind of like a sexual type of film. So okay. look what he did. Look how smart he is. He put x-ray glasses over here to cover certain part of the, of the woman's physique here. Because he didn't want to send a picture with, you know, the exposed poster. I thought that the x-ray glasses came with the damn thing like that. And I'm like, where did you get that? <laughs> so I made him send me a high. I, I actually grabbed him. I twisted his arm in the back. He's like, oh, what do you want? What do you want? I said, send me a high resolution copy of this poster right now. So he did. I'm gonna, I was going to print it out, but I want to print that out in a good, nice little paper. Because it's. Yeah, that's, that. really, that's, I, that's, what I, that's what I think gave this guy uh, maybe, maybe, you know, I could be wrong. But now, what is that? What is that from? Is that from a movie? It's. um, Yeah, it says uh, shock Hollywood in blushing color. 
magic spectacles uh, for broadband and adults only or something like that. Yeah, I think it is some type of film uh, hmm. from the early, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but the look of it is probably the 40s. Yeah, I'll have to look that up and see. I've never heard of that. I've never even seen uh, that poster. I'll send you the link to the same poster. Just don't tell Todd because we're devaluing his collection. But don't say <laughs> is that, no, is that his? Does he have that poster? He bought it. He bought it in an auction house. He paid, I think, 420000 Holy crap. Man, like he, Todd. Said, he said right now he was going to actually live in the house of the unusual on the sofa for a while because he has no way of paying his rent. Like he really went out. But anyway, that poster really amazed me today. And that's how you find out what causes people, you know, predecessors to come up with ideas and stuff. Yeah. Now, to get to the basics, we know there's been a rumor. There's a channel out there that does mysterious things. And they're soon coming out. Ready for the title? What do you got? The show is called Ghost Ship Times Perilous Legends or Perilous Legends. Perilous Legends. I like that. Yeah. The funny thing is when I asked a certain man named Joe, who's a writer, and I said to him, Perilous, he goes, Perilous. I don't even know how to spell the word. And then I brought it through Todd. And ironically, he tells me the same thing. How do you even spell it? <laughs> And I said, wait a minute. Are you guys kidding me? <laughs> anyway. You goes, were saying it different. Goes, you weren't saying it perilous. You were saying peerless or something. No, no, like no. That. I said like, perilous, legend, perilous legend. Okay, I might have said a little different. But here's the thing. <laughs> Todd comes on and he tells me, well, per peril is when you're like in peril. But perilous means like you're out of peril. I said, no, Todd, it doesn't mean you're out. It's not less. It's like it's like you're in peril. You're waiting for something that's going to happen. A yeah, it's thing. You it's, have a feeling, and you're in something. Yeah, it's happen. it's it's peril. And I've heard someone months you, back. I got in a conversation with someone. And he kept saying uh, something like peril. It's it, like the um um. He kept saying it, peril, peril, and and I'm like, what are you talking about peril? And he's like, you know, peril when you're in trouble. I said, you mean peril? He goes, yeah, peril. I'm like, no. It's <laughs> it wasn't me. I know it wasn't me. And if you're trying to say, I'm telling you right now. No, it was wasn't you. About, was he talking about another, Pearl Harbor? No, it was another buddy of mine that was that was saying it. And But last night when you were saying it, I'm, I'm like, what is he trying to say? And I'm putting it in my phone trying to do all these different spellings. Even my phone's like, dude, this isn't a word. Like, what is he saying? And I'm like, oh, perilous. Oh, like the, then uh, you caught on. and you, Like the perils of right. Pauline. Uh-huh, but this Your, is called Perilous Legends. There we go, Perilous Legends, not right. Perilous. And it's put out by a special <laughs> trademark, Ghost Ship Times. Now, I, I know there's a guy, a friend of mine, he decided to put out Ghost Ship Times again. And, man, this guy talked me into it. And you know what? I like the guy. The guy's a nice guy. You know what I mean? He looks like that little Italian mobster. You know, he's a nice guy. <laughs> so I decided to go along with him. You know who he is, Todd? Anyway, don't tell nobody who he is. But in the process of putting a weekly show that's going to be involving each and every week a new legend of monsters and the unknown, and we're going to do heavy research in this. And by fact, Dave, the treasure diver, is going to start where he's going to take a map the first couple of weeks 
and they decipher all the legends of the treasures that could have been in this map. That's also coming. So I'm going to just give. Sounds very interesting. I don't want to say what map because I don't want people to jump already. They'll they'll get the map and they'll go find the treasures for themselves. This this, exactly this show and this channel, which has been the channel is like five years old, but it hasn't broadcast anything in years because somebody was waiting. The producer of the channel was waiting for the time for a weekly show. So finally they came. So I, I think the one, the first one might be called per, uh, Ghost Ship Times. <laughs> Don't try to say Perilous. <laughs> no, per, per, what are Perilous Legends? <laughs> okay, now you got me confused here. Yeah, that's, that was my plan. The Curse of the Atocha. Sounds good, right? Sounds The first title good, will be The Good, Curse. man, and everyone should, everyone should know what the Atocha is by now if they listen to our our previous podcast that's what we we talked about the atocha for about an hour and the billions of gold and well, treasure that if, we found with it a lot of people don't remember I, i've actually talked to about two or three people that go oh, yeah in 1985 i got married in 83 1985 i was watching national geographic in the middle of the night in cable tv and they showed a group of people that they had just found a treasure and they said that it had equivalent to $1 billion in U.S. gold, okay, and silver. So they were bringing it up in the middle of the night, but they didn't want nobody to know their location. So they had to do it like after midnight. And I saw them carrying this on TV. They showed on, and also on the, the regular news, like I don't know if it was Fox News or ABC News. They showed the guys coming up with this buckets, five-gallon buckets of paint filled with coins. And you know what? I was like, but anyway, catching gold fever. But along with the channel, when it comes out, there's going to be one exciting thing about it. We know a guy, strange guy. In fact, we don't really know who he is, but we know he comes out every three or four months with a strange unboxing. And he deciphers, man, this box is that we don't know where it comes from. We, he just travels the world wherever it is to get strange boxes with strange contents that once revealed can change humanity. And I believe the name of that second box is coming up because I think they already did a previous one. It's called, if I remember, the Roswell, New Mexico trunk. And you Ooh. know what, Todd? I mean, Todd, I'm calling you Todd. You don't even hold the beard that Todd has. See, Todd, he Joe? got you on the mine. <laughs> yeah, Joe. Yeah, because he got that poster. He didn't give it to me. Joe, let me tell you. The Roswell UFO trunk. That's going to be fun. I can't wait to see that episode when they unbox the contents of that trunk. I heard there's actual UFO pieces might be in it. That's that's rumor. Now, well, I, you know, rumors thing- sometimes are true, sometimes not. So you never know. You never know what it could be, but now with the government, if the government exposes, maybe the box has more credible credibility for it. But anyway, for the people that start tuning into our this new channel, they will get created by the mind of a deranged human being who holds a blog by the name of Crypt of Classics. You know, remember Channel Eleven when it started going doom 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 doom. <laughs> You know, just like just like last week, Dave pulled that huge stone and brought it slowly, slowly, slowly across into the 
Ghost Ship Times. Man, who put together that beautiful cover? Now, of course, this is a sample, so the cover will all don't have this white line over here, you know? And when you open this, it has pages of story, case files of strange events, some with no answers or no human answers, all written by the same individual whose deranged mind put together such a great piece. And this is the first issue. And then there's always a novelty you can order from the back, never seen before. Look at the first one. Ooh, Walking through a steel wall. Ooh. Look at that. You will walk through a steel wall. So not only would you prove that you're an alien, but you can walk through a solid steel wall in front of anybody. Definitely well worth grabbing okay. the, the new Ghost Ship Ghost Times. Ship Times will be mailed to <clears throat> subscribers of the channel who donate, I think it's, uh, if I'm correct, they was talking about a $4.95, $5 a month, basically $4.95 a month fee to help the channel produce its content. They will receive the subscription to Ghost Ship Times. Now, what is included with this little magazine? It's going to come in a government kind of envelope that says top secret on it. The first issue will include, if I'm correct, four never-before-published photos, real photos of UFOs. And a special gift that's going to be unique out of this world. When I mean out of, it's actually physically out of this world. <laughs> I'm not going to say what it is, but it definitely doesn't come from the world. Got, got, got to subscribe and subscribe. They have donate to subscribe. and receive your package to see what it is. Yeah, well, that's going to happen. When the new show comes out and it's going to air and probably we have part two with Dave and then Dave is going to let me know because he's the guy. Yeah, sh the Shortly after part two, because Dave still has, man, he, he's just a wealth of information. And, and I know people are dying to hear more about the treasures. I mean, this guy is that, you know, as, as little kids, we were all, always, you know, making our maps and running through the backyard, pretending to find treasure while, the, you know, Dave, he was actually out there. Fine. He's like the real Indiana Jones. He's like Indiana Jones of the ocean. <laughs> that damn guy. Man. Always wanted to be in his shoes. Yep. I, that's what makes me love the Pirates of the Caribbean so much. Who doesn't like the lore of buried treasure? Oh, I mean, Especially you know, it's, when it's cursed treasure. Yeah. Remember, you got to put a curse on it. So anyway, as we're talking here, um, this whole scenario that's taking place has got me excited because I'm actually can't wait to watch the shows myself. In fact, the last podcast was so good, I actually watched it four times. And I say to myself, you know, how do you know you have a good product? Well, when you make a product and then you purchase one yourself, you know it's a good product, you know? That's so hard that I <laughs> right hot off the press. Or oh, I always tell people, you're a good salesman if you can sell fur coats to the Ecuadorians. Yeah. And, and you're if ice to the Eskimos. And you're if nobody out there has, has seen it yet, head over to House of the Unusual uh, on YouTube and check out uh, the video. And it is fantastic. Dave shows actual photos never before seen of him 
you know, holding all these these treasures of him, you know, with uh, Mel Fisher, who who led the expedition for the Atocha. And then he actually shows a what is it, 86 pound silver bar that he uh, recovered from the the treasure site. So it is a phenomenal video. So if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube and, and check it out and you won't be disappointed. Now, the thing with that video and, and all that treasure stuff is I um, now I don't know if I mentioned how I got to know Dave. Uh, about 15 years ago, I walked into a thrift shop in my area and I would go to this thrift shop all, all, you know, almost every time. So I bump into this thing. They have this glass enclosure. Inside the glass enclosure is this supposedly coin and it's got a certificate of uh, authenticity and the coin itself supposed to have been from the Atocha. Now they're asking, I think it was 350 or something like that, but there was a time you can get it for half 50% off. I think it was like President's Day or something. So I'm like, how do I know this is real? Like, you know, I would love to buy it, but what about if it's a fake? Right. So yeah. I Googled uh, people that sold treasure thing from, and I put on torture, whatever. And I, I find Dave's phone number. So I give him a call and he basically told me it was a fake. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't send him. In fact, that time, it's not like you could take a picture with your phone and send it to him. You, you couldn't do that. You had the little flip phones and yeah. they, you know, they really didn't take pictures and stuff. So um, Dave basically, that's how I got to meet him. So I, I reached out to him throughout the years. And one time I go to Florida to a museum and I see a torch of gold and like this huge clunks of, of, like a, a solid silver thing like that with the coin soul st stuck to it. Mm -hmm. And I call him up. He goes, oh, yeah, I loaned it to the museum or something like that he mentioned. So you mean yeah. to tell me that there's somebody out there that bought a $300 fake Atocha coin and you didn't yeah, bother to tell they, Goodwill? <laughs> let, me, let me tell you one thing, though. I went to that thrift shop one time, and boy, do I regret this, man. I tell my son-in-law, hey, let's go half and half on this chain. They were something. Like, listen to this. The chain, forget the chain. It came in a box. Now, let's 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 just pretend this is just a regular box, okay? It was a wooden box. Now the, the box was all mahogany, like the ones in the hotels, or like if you go to Congress or a courtroom, you know that that really expensive mahogany. All right. It was like that, it was square, and inside it had uh, a neck thing, like inside the box with the glass covering. And it had a chain in there that looked like something from Cleopatra. In fact, oh, wow. I think it was. And the company that made it, which ironically I contacted, they, they didn't even know what I was talking about. The thing was like 20 years old. I don't think they sold it anymore. Uh, it was some company out of um, Morocco. Okay. Sad as it is, I bought it. So obviously since I didn't lay out the cash for it, it was my son-in-law. Should have bought it off of him. He's like, Did you sell it? Did you sell it? Because I told him we would sell it and go 50. And he made me sell it. Ah, oh. I want that. You know, forget the chain. I want the display box so bad because I've seen many display box, but this is you should have bought them out. What's that? You should have bought them out. I, the funny thing is that the guy, I, I saw the guy the chain, some guy, I forget what was on Craigslist. And he told me that if I wanted the box, I could have it. He didn't care for the box. He just wanted the chain. And somehow I said, man, if this ain't real, I don't want to get a hold of the guy again. <laughs> I mean, this is like, and the time you couldn't, because I mean, he just, 
he saw it. I guess he must have known it's real because he was really interested in it. And I'm like, okay, don't worry about it. You don't have to buy it. You know, no, no, I want it. So he, he's chasing me outside of the supermarket for me to give it to him. So he comes out with the cash. He goes, take it, take it. I'm like, oh, whatever. Anyway, that was phenomenal, man. I've never seen. I've looked on eBay, Amazon, display cases, museum. It's like the the sad. You never got the box then, huh? No, it's it's like the sad, sad part of my life that can never find those robot plants. I've searched the ocean bottom. I now, searched, what were the? I even went to your closet, plant? Joe. I searched your closet and I couldn't find it. What were the robot plans that uh, the guy put on? Um, the forum site. You didn't see him? Ooh. <laughs> the dead silence. Yeah, they look like... I don't know if they're... I don't know what the robot plans really look like, but he had some on there. Now, are you talking about Todd? Todd has been talking to Dr. Saab. Yeah, it said, it said robot and mechanical plans or something like that. No, no. He's talking about the plans for the um, Bartlett. Bartlett... Uh, was a guy that he appeared in a, in a movie back in 19, wasn't 81 or 19, it was called The Force Beyond. And it was a movie that dealt with the world of tomorrow and showed all the futuristic flying cars and all that. Okay. So you you see him flying across a, a pool or an, or, or an ocean and The Force Beyond, and this guy Herb, Herb Bartlett, was his name, Herb Bartlett, he, he took that it. photograph and he was selling it in popular science, <clears throat> popular mechanics for years till he passed away. Then the wife obviously was there. So one time I, I called the wife and I asked her, hey, uh, I bought the Herbert Barlett, you know, you have flying saucer plants. Uh, is it possible for me to duplicate them? Because I like to sell them. You know, I'll pay you. And she goes, listen, Sonny, really nice, really nice old lady. She's like, look, she sent me a letter saying I could, you know, which I have there somewhere. I could duplicate and sell them. So I did. And they're they're really nice plans. They're professionally done, engineered, that you can make the thing. These ones? Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. Yo, 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 bring that back. Uh, that's in our forum, huh? Yeah, it says Guess monster. What? I, or... No, you don't have to tell me. The top part, that comes from either a Vic Lawson catalog or the fun house. Not not Fun Factory. It I'm sorry. No, no, no. It comes from a Vic Lawson catalog or Abracadabra Magic Shop. There is a, a catalog there that has the little haunted house and the things coming out of it that the guy Dr. Saab show. I know that as a fact because I've seen that ad a million times. So that's not your robot plans you're looking for? Those are the ones I ordered as a kid. Those are the ones sold by Abracadabra Magic Shop. And what Abracadabra has like a Frankenstein says, build your own monster. That's it. I have those plans. Oh, Everybody okay. has them. Nobody has the ones I need. They have the ones I don't want. <laughs> so I can show you. In fact, I can tell you right now, just go, just take any Vic Law. If you don't have, I'll even send you a picture of one. Vic Lawson, the House of a Thousand Mysteries, which, like I said, he's the predecessor to all these mail-order novelty companies, I think, because he right. did most of them, and then everybody copied or copied his stuff. Um, but that plans that you see there, I sell them. Those are the ones in my eBay store. It says Bill's seven-foot monster robot plant. In fact, it was kind of funny, though, because some, I guess the best way to describe this is a bubblehead. I don't want to just call him an idiot. Looks at my freaking ad on eBay, 
cents away. I send them those plans. And here I am looking for the other set of plans for 40 years, right? And this guy, instead of saying, hey, because what happened was, is you know, when you relist on eBay, sometimes the, I had the, the ad of the kid, you know, the robot inside the kid, or the yeah. robot and then the kid is inside, the one I'm looking for. But then I had a picture of, of the other ad, and I had a picture of what those plans look like. So in the relisting, eBay omitted those pictures. To freak, sometimes eBay just gets me pissed when they do that. So they omit it. So the guy buys them, gets them. He thinks it's the other plans, which I'm looking for, <laughs> and he gives me a negative feedback. He just goes, those are not the plans I had as a kid. Boom. I'm not like, is this guy an idiot? First of all, if he would have told me that they're not the ones and wrote to me, the first thing I would have said, here's a refund. They're yours for free. Tell me, what do you remember of the original plans? What did they look like? Yeah. But the idiot instead caused me to become, in fact, they even try to, Look, sir, I'll give you, you know, I try to brown nose the guy because I really, but you know, whatever. He, I don't want some to people, some I people, just, a, they have to be negative like that. It's just a shame, but well, you know what? Sometimes people, and, and, and it's just like the guy, he buys the freaking jetpack. I want to build the jetpack. He gets it. Oh, that costs like a million dollars to build. You know, I want my money back. Did you really think? You're going to build, unless you're an engineer, a set of plans. You're buying plans, dude. They're yeah, what are you going to take, you take you the $3 out of your sock and buy a jet, build a jet pack? <laughs> anyway, that was kind of funny, though, because he, you know, I still think I'm like, what an idiot, man, because he could have become really good friends with me. I would have paid him for the information, but no. But anyway, no, no, those are not. But um, I didn't see that, that uh, insert that you... Is that Dr. Saab who inserted that into the blog? Yes. The... Yeah. What is it on the forum, the blog? Yeah, it's, or... it's on the forum under the collection thing. I think he was asking you a question. Let's see. We'll bring the question up here so you could Excuse maybe me. finally answer it after it's been up for so long. And um, Let's see. He asks, uh, now that you brought up the seven foot robot are the ones below items you offered at one time. These were on eBay recently. Yeah, for me, they're the only ones I. Yeah, because he said, I think before that, hi Eddie, I did have the plans from the Abracadabra Magic Shop as a kid. They were really poor, from what I remember. My dad would not have been very happy when I removed the HVAC vent pipes from the heating system to make the legs and arms. It would have made a great Little Rascals episode. Yeah, that definitely would have made a great Little Rascals episode. I could, I could see, I could I, see that. Yeah, absolutely. I actually wrote to Doctor Saab and stuff so that he could be on the show. Um, he hasn't responded yet, but he, he does a lot of him and Todd do a lot of uh, you know chatting back and forth. We'll we'll have to get both of those on at the same time so that they could just you know have their little talk while we just you know just sit back and listen to them. Yeah, but to the question, if if um, I think I answered already to Dr. Saab, which I have to go there and answer it now, is no, those plants are the ones he had as a kid from the Abracadabra Magic Shop. Uh, if he didn't remember them, all he has to do is look at them because he has them again. Now, if that was on eBay selling it, obviously somebody bought a pair from me and they copied it and sold it because I know that's not my ad in particular because I don't use the picture 
that he used there, which is the actual picture. And in fact, the the picture that you showed there, if you look at the top, it says how to build a mechanical man. It doesn't right. say robot. And that's the word that was used because mechanical man was uh, the name for robot prior to the 1938 film that they coined the phrase robot. Okay. Uh, they used to call it, and then back in the early 1900s, it was called, I hate to try to pronounce the word because I know you're going to, oh, automaton, automaton, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, an automaton. Yeah, that's what they Carol, were called. Carlos. Yeah, and the very <laughs> the very first one that was, because uh, I mean. Carlos automaton. No, but the very first one was called uh, the Diesel Man or something like that, and it worked out of steam. Uh, I don't think it ex- not. I don't think I, I know it was ex- it, it was destroyed. But they built an actual robot, and it was powered by diesel, and uh, or steam, steam. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it was steam. Yeah. Yeah, steam. And then they went on to build quite a few. In fact, um, you remember the story of that uh, Electro the rover from the Westinghouse when I went in search of it. And then the guy who created the damn thing, the darn thing, the, his father, whatever, um, the thing disappeared. And he had it in his garage for like 50 years. So he found it without the head. And then somebody had the head and he was able to put the head on it. And they put it in a museum right next to your house. They stole that from me, man. Oh, yeah. That, that's the one that's in, uh, what, Maslin, Ohio, I believe, in the museum. Yeah, but it should have yeah. been in my house, in, in, in House of the Unusual, not there. Well, we might have I to even, go get I it. Called, there was look. I, I called the Westinghouse <laughs> Archives in Massachusetts. I became friends. He passed away recently. The poor guy. His name was Charlie Rook, and the guy. In fact, there's some old uh, films. I think on PBS, Channel 13, whatever. That you can see who Charlie Rook was because uh, he was in charge of the archives. And they're talking about the 1939 World's Fair where Electro the Robe and, and Sparkle his dog appeared. And mm-hmm. what he did is when I told him uh, that I wanted it, he says, do you know anybody that can reproduce it? So he says, uh, Westinghouse will pay up to $15,000 to make it. I got all excited. And I started doing, man, the cheapest, and this is back in the in the 90s, I think, right? The cheapest proposal I got was 75000 And I was whoa. like, whoa, man. So I scrapped it, but he did send me blueprints and about 11 photographs, original photographs of the robot. Oh, wow. Are, you know, eight by 10. I think in one of my catalogs, I put <clears> one <throat> of them and stuff, but I do have, and I still have the original envelope in case people don't believe me. <laughs> there's Charlie Rook, Westinghouse, and the year on it. Everything I say I have, I have a copy. I have. But not a copy. I have the original envelope with the original, because I saved the envelope with everything. So, but well, we got, we have a minute and a half left. So, let's do our. That's it. End of show wrap up here. Yeah, so we'll get uh, we'll get everybody uh, their thank you for for coming out and and watching us or listening to us. However, you're catching your House of the Unusual podcast. Be on the lookout for Ghost Ship Times. Going to be out soon. Um, head over to houseoftheunusual.com. We have a great forum there with a lot of good conversations going on. It's free to join. You can meet some like minded people and. Um, show off your collection or learn a little bit about, you know, some items you might not know. And then um, if you're listening to us on anchor or something, head over to YouTube house of the unusual and check out our videos for uh, each of our podcasts. I believe this is our third one now that we are doing videos with our podcast now. So you could see off some of the items that were 
that we're talking about. So not only could you listen to our voices, but you could see our beautiful, shiny, smiling faces and see some of the cool items we got. Like today, we were Eddie was showing off a lot of very cool um, model kits. So check us out there, House of the Unusual, on Instagram. And every Wednesday at 3 a.m. Eastern Time, a new podcast uh, drops. So make sure you yeah. uh, subscribe and, and give us a, uh, a good like. So that's what we got tonight with nine seconds, Eddie. Till next time, go ship times. Later. Later.